you are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? It's the 1st of December, girl. Yes, girl, you can tell you. 1st of December, we've got Advent. Yes, we do. Do you do the Advent calendar? Do you do that? I don't do an Advent calendar. I used to years ago, but, you know, with the kids when they were little. But we do a little countdown. Yes. But now what I do is I do a devotion that I start on the 1st of December and take that through to the 25th. So um, that's my my adult Advent, if you like. Plus, it keeps calories down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so thankful for that. I'm like, I'm so glad Uriah has grown out of that whole like chocolate thing, you know, every day. Cause then sometimes I would eat the chocolate. Yeah, you're right. The calories add up with the chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an exciting time of year. And I think that sometimes we lose sight of everything that has taken place, you know, what what the meaning of the season is, what we're seeing take place in our world, where we're at with different things. And um so I think we're going to kind of cover like two little parts here um, that tie into Advent, that tie into Christmas and what Jesus is all about. And if you flip back into Genesis, you know, when you look at Genesis, you can look at this part of Genesis in a really unbelievable way, because it's when Adam and Eve are being taken from the Garden of Eden. And the Lord has found out that they ate from the tree and he's upset with them, you know, and his whole answer to them is this. The Lord says in Genesis 3.13 to the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate. And then the Lord said to the serpent, because you've done this, you're cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your heel and you will strike his heel. And in other versions, it says that he will, his heel will be bruised. And that is the very first moment where we start to understand this prophecy of Jesus. And we don't really, I don't think that until you understand who Jesus is and you understand how the prophecies are fulfilled, that anybody really understands that. But what I think is so beautiful about this is that Adam and Eve sinned. They have just (laughs) disobeyed God in the garden. And he immediately begins to set the stage for the savior to come. He creates redemption immediately. And he tells them all these things are going to happen. You're going to, you know, man, you're going to have to toil by the sweat of your brow. Woman, birth pains are going to be terrible because of the things that you have done. But there will be redemption that will bridge the gap that's been created between me and you. And it will be, he didn't tell them at this time, but it was Jesus brought in the form of a baby. And so when you look at that, that first coming that God became man and he humbled himself and came in the form of this baby. Wow. And the heralding for his coming took place so many times. 
Yes. And you look at his Jesus uncle and aunt, you're looking at um, John's parents and how they weren't supposed to have children. He was a priest. They weren't supposed to, to give birth. They were old. You know? yeah, they were old. Yeah. <laughs> and yet here it is prophesied an angel, Gabriel, the same angel that goes to Mary and to Joseph comes to them and says, you're going to have a baby. And yeah. he's going to be the voice that heralds the coming Messiah. And so God set it all up beautifully for that. And uh, I think that as we go through this time, it's so powerful to look at Jesus first coming, but then we tie it into Jesus second coming. And you were talking about that in Genesis 6, 6 earlier, Jamie, sorry, not Genesis, Revelation 6, 6, about the second coming of Christ and about the different things. So why don't you like read that portion to us? Okay, sure. Uh, Revelation 6 says, says, 6, 6 says, and I heard what it says, and I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and wine. And I was looking down here and what that talks about, it says, the rider on the black horse carries scales for measuring grains and their prices. Mm. And a heavenly voice comments on the scale's significance, citing inflated grain prices eight to 10 times normal. Mm-hmm. A siege and disruption of the commercial routes were produced scarcity, driving prices up. Mm. Local crops such as oil and wine are uninfected, however, showing that the scarcity is limited not comprehensive. Some think the command not to harm the oil and the wine may have a social significance since the rich were the primary consumers of oil and wine. It could also be a prediction of events like that of uh, AD 92 when the emperor Domitian during a grain shortage, ordered the vineyards cut down and to make room for more wheat and wheat fields. This caused such a backlash that he recited the order. In other words, extreme measures would have been taken due to the progressive pouring out of judgment. Mm. So really what we're looking at, and my version says a loaf of wheat, bread, or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay um, in mine. And so we talk about with the heralding of Jesus, Gabriel, you know, he comes into play and there's this heralding that takes place, which a herald is someone that says, Hey, I've got news. This is taking place. Get ready. That's my dad's name. There you go. was a herald. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. My mother's name is Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. Anyway. they were the ones that they would make the announcement. This is happening, you know, make way, make way for the King basically. And it came in the form of angels. Well, now we fast forward to the end times. We fast forward to revelation. And what do we begin to see? We begin to see the heralding, which are the signs 
and there were signs that the Messiah was coming. Well, these are going to be the signs of the second coming. And this right here, Revelation 6, 6 takes that into play. The signs of the second coming. It doesn't necessarily mean that that black horse, as they call it, or the black rider has come into play yet. But there are signs that are going to lead up to this. And we saw some of these signs in the news recently with the prices of food, right? Because you saw a headline. Read that headline to us. Yeah. uh, I'm going to read that to you. Let's see. All right. I put you on the spot there. But the headline is so good. It ties into this so well about talking about the loaf of wheat or three loaves of barley costing a day's pay. So go ahead. Yeah, uh, it says um, wheat, sugar, coffee, and meat, how rising commodity prices are impacting holiday grocery shopping. So right number. Yeah, go ahead. The wheat prices are up 28% from a year ago. Coffee prices are up 87.7%. That's a lot, 87.7%. Sugar prices are up 33%. Percent. That's almost forty percent, actually, for the sugar. Which sugar is a, uh, you know, commodity that we use. We use that very often. We do. We do. We use sugar. We use flour. You know, we and and these things. And so it comes to show us that what we're beginning to see, I believe, are signs of the times. The throws. Yeah, we're seeing the yeah. throws of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly where we are at this point of time, but we kind of discussed how we're in the age of the Gentile, which means that anybody can accept Jesus Christ. It it means that you don't have to just be of a Jewish descent to accept the Messiah. We are in a position where Jew and Gentile can accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and profess him. However, what you said this morning was, that is going to end. We're getting into a much more narrow. Go on, tell it, girl. We're getting into a narrower time frame. It's yep, getting tight. Yep. yep, it's about the age of the Gentiles is is going to close, mm-hmm. and that time, this time that we're in right now. I know this is the holiday season we're going into right now, and you know, I I'm just speaking this out to all of y'all right now that this is a time when families gather. This is a time when you could really uh, impact people in your life Amen. Uh, because everybody gets together and, you know, churches get full because they all want to uh, celebrate Jesus Christ who came down from heaven, left his crown. Mm-hmm. He left his crown and throne in heaven to come down here to be with common man. Such a beautiful story. But now he's coming back. He's coming back with the sword in his hand. He's coming back with the sword in his hand. And the times of the Gentiles are going to close. And this time that we're celebrating Jesus Mm -hmm. as the birth of Christ now is a time for you to express to the people that you love that the time is closing. Yes. It's time to know who Christ is, because many are going to say, Lord, Lord, and don't even know the Lord, but they need to know him. You need to know him. He is coming. And if you don't know him, you are going to be, you're going to be in hell. Yes. Yes. And that's, 
but you know, you, you said it right there. They're going to cry out, Lord, Lord. And he's going to look at them and go, I never knew you. And that could be the worst thing that that you could hear (laughs) that will could be, it's going to be the worst thing that you could hear because right now we have this window of opportunity to share Jesus and what more beautiful time to be able to share the the savior with the world than right now at Christmas celebrating birth, because let's be honest, a lot of people won't darken the doors of a church any other time other than Christmas or Easter. They're those C and E Christians, but we have a responsibility to tell them about Jesus, to tell them about his love, to encourage them to pursue Christ and a relationship with him because the time is drawing very near that he's coming back for his bride. Like you said, he's going to have a sword in his hand fire in his eyes. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that song. Uh, people get ready. Jesus is coming soon. We'll be going home. Like that's what I think about. And if we don't get ready, we have a responsibility as the bride of Christ to have our lamps filled with oil, yes. to have the wicks trimmed and ready to go because he's yeah. looking for a bride without blemish. He's looking for the body of Christ to be completely focused, spotless before him and ready to go into eternity with him. And that's what it's all about. Yes. We can have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. either God or nothing. I mean, that's reality for me. I'm, yep. I'm all in. And I said that to the Lord a few years ago. I said, I'm all in Lord. I don't care what it costs me. I'm all in. I'll mm-hmm. die for your name. And That's I really, right. I, I don't say that lightly. I really would die for the name of Jesus Christ. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And that's my prayer. I want that, you know, I want that. And I, I pray I'm like, Lord, what is it? You know, that's the question we all have to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. What do you live for? Yes. What do you honestly live for? Do you live for Christ? Mm-hmm. I mean, do there are there obstacles in your way from him? Mm-hmm. For me to live is Christ. Yeah. It, that is something very deep. And be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Don't, you know, do it in privacy with you and the Lord. Yeah. Ask yourself that question. What is it today that you are living for? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And really answer that question in your heart of hearts so that you can know Christ. When you decide you're not going to live for you anymore, mm-hmm. when you decide that what you want can't even compare to what he wants for your life, mm-hmm. when you realize that there's no sweeter place than to be right in the center of his will for you, even Mm -hmm. if it's a little uncomfortable and people might not really like you. That, that right there is what it's all about. And I had such a heavy burden for those that don't know Jesus. My Mm -hmm. heart aches for them because I don't want to see anybody perish. I want to see them have eternal life because why it's so easy. It's not a difficult, complicated thing to accept Jesus, but people, I read this in my devotion. They think that they have to get their life squared away to come to him. 
They think they have to fix all their problems to come before the savior. That's way wrong. He yeah. wants to you with all of your baggage and your issues. Yeah. Let he him wants you to be honest. Yes. yes. He wants you to come before him humble and honest and truthful because that's who he is. He is truth. And if you he think that he's looking for you to be perfect before you mm-hmm. can come to him, you'll never come before him. Because you're never going to be perfect. Nope. Never. Because we all are human. We all mess up every day. It might be a thought. It could be a word. It could be an action. We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of Jesus is grace. He is the hope. He is the hope for all mankind manifested in a baby. That's right. It's sacrifice. And so people to, in today's society, especially say there is no hope. Where is hope? Mm. And for me, my hope is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. My trust is in Jesus. My faith is in Jesus. That's I don't right. My hope in the government. I don't put my hope in CNN or my trust in CNN and the government. My hope is in the almighty living God, the king of the universe. Yep. And when you sure. get that song going in my head right now, my hope <laughs> is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ is righteousness. Oh, yes. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus', Jesus name. Sweet. Yes. And those are the words of someone who really understood what it was to lean on the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. might not sound, his name might not sound special. You might mm-hmm. think it's a common name because it was a common name back then. Mm-hmm. But his is the name that can command the lame to walk. His okay. is the name that brings power to those that are dead or blind. His is the almighty powerful name that sends demons fleeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Satan hates to hear his name, especially mm-hmm. his name praised. So why not lean on the name of Jesus? Testify, girl. Testify. And that's where we have to go. And so I look at all of this and I say, isn't it fantastic that the Lord, sorry, I'm so emotional about this today. (laughs) All right. It's all right. The Lord's working. He's doing good. It is so amazing that from the very beginning of time, he had a plan. From the moment that man and woman screwed up because they screwed up and listened to that devil, that snake, from that moment, God had a plan of redemption and salvation right then instantaneously because he loves us so much that he said, it's okay. You're never going to escape me. There's going to be a little bit of a gap between us. You can't come before me right away until I send the Messiah, but, but I love you enough to still fix your mistakes. If you'll just follow me. Mm-hmm. And that is a powerful God. That is a loving God. And when people try to make God out to be this mean old man with a stick, yeah. <laughs> like bolts coming out of his face, yeah. Yeah. 
so wrong. They don't know my God. So that for me is what this season, the beginning of this season is all about and how we can tie in and see his second coming is going to be glorious as well. His first one was humble, but his second one's going to be glorious. Yes. I cannot wait. The spirit and the bride say, come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such good stuff. Well, guys, be encouraged today. Happy Advent season. Merry Christmas. We'll be ne- back next week with some other stuff. And um, we just love you all and appreciate you taking time to listen to us two Freedom Wranglers. Yes. God bless you guys. We love you. Thanks right. for Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.